Hi there, this is Jacob Msipa, the senior pastor of Builders Church. I just want to thank you for taking time to listen to our podcast today. And I trust that it will bless and build your spirit. Enjoy the message and God bless you. We are changing levels. I'm provoking someone before I preach to want it bad enough. Want it bad enough, not up today, down tomorrow. Consistent in the weapons. It's a plain kind of a situation. It's plain abnormal obstacles. This down today, up tomorrow must end. We have a purpose to fulfill. I want somebody to be angry enough to change levels in Genkan. Yeah. To change levels in Genkan. Yeah. Because the God that he will serve is able. Able. Somebody say money. I want you before I preach to be acquainted to this, to this word. Say money. Many people are very uncomfortable with this word. I want you to be comfortable just before I preach. Say money, 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 money. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to preach just now. Are you provoked? Are you in a good place? Uh, Financially, are you in a good place? Do you think there is more that God can do financially? Do you believe that there is more that God can do financially? We were taught about faith two weeks ago. I want you to apply that faith as I am going to be preaching. Because I'm going to be preaching about money. Say money. I want it. I don't know about you, but I want it. I want it. Is Vivino Saco sitting his open than Manga Bungitica? It's in Cosin Kitica. Gangankuns Malanga Yent. And today I'm not praying for the house. Today I'm not praying for the car. Today I am not praying. Today I am not exacting my faith for anything else but money. Yes, money, 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 money. It's why I show langom lama uti money. It's money. Yes. Before Stella Pants Sengia, as we let go, Sengia. With every fiber of your being. Open your heart, open your mind, open your soul. Because many people, each time we talk about money in the church, they think we are devil possessed, but the devil is a liar. In fact, the first thing that we need to cast out right now is the devil that says you are okay without money because you are not okay without money. So devil, get out of the way. 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 Out of the way. Out of the way. Because as the man thinks, so is he. Yes. So, loyalty when you write, get dila na yege man. Jumang mistubas mi lenge. Snakal lenge man. Get dila na loyalty. I umamfundi si ya namshange. Ebo imji inta vaze malim. Get dila na loyalty. Jumo. Ebo na eliminate all mi le man. Ela loyalty aga sugen kondo niako. 
get out of this place because God is about to do something great God is about to do something big and something massive a shift in the mindset of God's people this morning somebody say amen we may take our seats if we can but we are continuing we are continuing and we are continuing with our theme there is no new theme but we are continuing with our theme last week we were taught that we need to be fruitful in our callings, right? I'm going to need us. I'm not going to be long, but I'm going to need us to be attentive in as far as this subject is concerned because the enemy is going to cause you to be offended. Say, I will not be offended. I will not be offended. Yes, please don't allow the enemy to offend you in any form, in any way, in any shape, or distract you in any way and in any form. Because poverty is not your portion. God does not want you to be poor. So please, I'm going to ask that we shout the loudest amen all the time when there is something that God is declaring over us. Because when you say amen, you are not encouraging me, but you are saying, let it be so. You are saying, in other words, you are saying, I accept what God is saying. So, so when you are saying, amen, that's what you are saying. So this morning, the title of my message is Money Matters. Tell your neighbor, Money Matters. Tell your other neighbor, Money Matters. Tell the other one behind you, Money Matters. Yes. Money matters. Money matters. Money matters. Money matters for yourself. Money matters for your children. Money matters for your purpose and money matters for your dreams. Money matters for your assignment. Money matters for everything that God has purposed for you to accomplish here on earth. Money will be of great influence when it comes to fulfilling the purposes of God for your life. Somebody say amen. amen. So it matters how much of it you have so that you can fulfill your purpose. Money is needed for us to be able to fulfill the purposes of God for our lives. Somebody say amen. amen. But also there are also some few matters that are critical that we need to take into consideration and address as the body of Christ and address as the children of God. So there's a pun there. Money matters, I need to have it. It matters that I have it. It matters that I don't have it. It matters. It's not just something that I can just uh, 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 shy away from. It's not something that I can just ignore the fact that I don't have it. It must be something that bothers me that I don't have it. It must be something that angers me in a holy anger that I don't have it because it matters. It matters for my purpose. It matters for my dreams. It does not really matter in such a way that I can brag to others. It does not matter so that I can be better than my neighbor. But it matters for me to fulfill the purpose of God for my life. Somebody say amen. amen. Now every entity or every corporation, money plays a critical role. In everybody's lives, money plays a critical role. We have been taught that we are here on earth on kingdom business. We are here on earth on kingdom business. And the reason why we are here on kingdom business, it is because God wants us as the citizens of his kingdom to carry out all the businesses of his kingdom here on earth. Somebody say amen. amen. Right. So money matters. And I said there is a pun there because money, we also have some matters that we need to address and discuss in as far as money is concerned. So what matters, what makes a kingdom effective is its economic system. So even as we are those who are here on an agenda, by the kingdom of our God. The kingdom of our God also has, has its own economic system. 
So how the kingdom is economically, then the kingdom can be able to empower its citizens when it is empowered um, economically, right? So then it is up to those who are the citizens of that kingdom, how they run the, the finances of that kingdom, but they become the stewards of the economy of that kingdom. So in other words, we as the children of God here on earth, as we are here on an agenda to do kingdom business, we are then entrusted by God with the economy of the kingdom of God, and it will affect us how we govern the economic affairs of the kingdom of God. Turn with me to the book of Luke, chapter number 9, verse number 13. Luke, chapter number 9, verse number 13. The Bible says, I'm reading in the NIV. The Bible says, So he called ten of his servants and gave them ten miners. Put this money to work, he said, until I come back. So money has a mission. Put this money to work until I come back. Now, it was never God's desire for us to live bad lives. It was never God's desire for us to fail in life. God never desired for us to live defeated lives. God never desired for us to live stagnant lives. That is why when, I, when we started, we said we want to be put on a plane and a bigger place. We said we want to arise to the next level. We said we want to be taken to higher heights in as far as our finances are concerned. Why do we contend for that? Why are we even worried about the fact that we cannot be in the same level financially any longer, but we need to be taken to the next level? It is because God himself does not want us to live stagnant lives. God does not want us to live lives that are void of progress. God wants us to progress in life. God wants us to be progressive in life. So in other words, I am working against God if I get a job and then I relax and I am settled. And I say to myself, I am okay as long as I have this job and I can pay my bills. It is not the will of God for us not to progress. God wants us to be taken from glory to glory. Somebody say amen. So this morning as we are talking about the fact that money matters, I need us to have an appetite for the next level. I need us to have an appetite for progress. I need us to have an appetite for advancement so that we can become uncomfortable where we are. And until we are uncomfortable where we are financially, we will never stretch our faith forward to the next level that God wants for us. Let us get it into our spirit. Let it be embedded in our spirit to say God does not want us to live lives that are void of progress. God wants us to be progressive in life. That is why it becomes uncomfortable when nothing is moving and nothing is shaking and nothing is shifting in as far as our lives are concerned. And in most cases, the shift in our lives and in our statuses in life is determined by how much we have. So money matters. Money matters. It's not the will of God for us to live defeated lives. So now, but we need to understand that everything we do or become part of, we must be aware that it is meant to help us fulfill God's purpose. So as much as God wants us to progress, he wants us to progress so that we can fulfill his purpose for our lives. He does not want us to progress so that we can brag. He does not want us to progress so that we can flaunt our wealth and riches. He does not want us to progress so that then everyone can see how great we are. But he wants us to progress so that his purpose for our lives can be fulfilled. Somebody say amen. amen. So it is God's desire for us to live good lives 
and fulfill his purpose for our lives here on earth. In the book of Ephesians chapter number 2, verse number 10, the Bible says, I am going to read it in the Amplified Classic Version. It says, for we are God's own handiwork. His workmanship, recreated in Christ Jesus, born anew, that we may do those good works which God predestined, planned beforehand for us, taking parts which he, pre, which he prepared ahead of time, that we should walk in them, living the good life which he prearranged and made ready for us to live. So in other words, God has a good life that he has already prepared for us. It's there. He is not going to engineer it only now, but it has already been prepared for us. He says to Jeremiah, I knew you before you were formed in your mother's womb, and I ordained you a prophet, so I am not hit by a surprise that you are here. And when you are here and there is no progress, it means you are not reaching the level of the good life that I have already prepared for you. Now, this good life is already there and it is set by God. I said in Pinoni, in fact, sometimes it is us who short circuit ourselves to not be able to reach that stage of a good life that God has already prepared for us because the version of us that is here right now, the mindset that we have, we cannot be taken to the level of that good life that God has already made available for us, that he has already prepared for us. Somebody say amen. amen. So it is ready. It is available for us. But this morning we have come to church and our minds are going to be renewed and our eyes are going to be opened and we are going to see that which God has already prepared for us and go for it. And go for it because sometimes it is because we don't believe that God wants us to live a good life. But it's in your Bible. It says he has already prearranged a good life for you. Many people think that a good life is not for me. But I am here this morning to announce to you, no matter how young you are, no matter how old you are, there is a good life that God has already prepared for you and that good life is available for you and you can stretch your faith and get on with it and take your position in that place where God has put the good life for you. Somebody say amen. amen. So now I want us to declare and say, God wants me to live a good life. Come on, say it with all of your might. God wants me to live a good life. Say, God wants me to live a good life. God wants me to live to fulfill his purpose. Now it's projected. I want us to say it until we believe it. I want us to say all of it as it is and declare it over our lives right here this morning to say that God wants me to live a good life and live to fulfill his purpose. So we are going to all read on the screens and declare it with all of our hearts. One, two, three, go. God wants me to live a good life and live to fulfill his purpose. One more time. God wants me to live a good life and live to fulfill his purpose. Now for the last time, I want you to say it with all of your might, with the, a, a Panasonic voice that is going to cause the enemy to even run if he is waiting for you at work, if he is waiting for you in, his, in your business, if he is waiting for you at your home, if he is waiting for you in your bank account, telling you that you cannot afford a good life, tell him to his face that it is about what God wants for me, it is not about what you want for me. One, two, three, go. God wants me to live a good life and live to fulfill his purpose. One more time. God wants me to live a good life. Hallelujah. Yes. Yes. Even the devil himself must know it is God who wants me to live a good life. 
No matter how much he wants me not to believe that, I'm going to declare it even if I don't believe it until I believe it. I'm going to declare it even if it does not look like it until it looks like it. I am going to declare it even if it's not working out the way I want it to until it works out the way I want it to. I'm going to declare it in front of the enemy causing me to think that my life will amount to nothing. I'm going to declare it even though I don't have money in my bank account. I'm going to declare that God wants me to live a good life and he wants me to live and fulfill his purpose for my life. I'm going to declare it in front of an empty account. I'm going to declare it in front of an empty fridge. I'm going to declare it in front of an empty cupboard. I'm going to declare it in front of a rented house. I am going to declare it in front of everything that the enemy is putting on my face to show me that I will never live a good life. I'm going to say, God wants me to live a good life. It is in the will of God. It may not be in your will, Satan. However, I don't care about your will because it is the will of God that shall prevail in my life in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I want you guys to declare this over and over and over again to confess it over your life over and over again until you believe it so that it can change and become exactly like you say it. Now money plays a critical role in the sense that it facilitates a good life. Yes. What do we mean when we say it facilitates a good life? We mean that it is an action or it is a process that makes things easier. So it makes life easier. It facilitates a good life. It makes a good life attainable. Money makes a good life attainable. God wants us to live that good life. But that good life will be facilitated by money. Why must we have money? Because we must fulfill the purposes of God for our lives. The enemy does not want us to have money because he knows that if we don't have money, then we are going to focus on the things that money are supposed to buy and forget about the things that are for the purpose of God for our lives. So he's going to distract us with us not having the money. So money facilitates a good life. Money facilitates a good life. Now every dream, every vision, every calling and every destiny needs money including yours. Your dreams need money. Your visions need money. Your purpose needs money. Your life needs money. Money aids frustration. And that frustration slows us down in pursuit of the purpose of God for our lives. So money aids the frustration that slows us down in the pursuit of the calling that God has bestowed upon our lives. Many of us will say that no, my frustration is not money. But I would like for you to just do an audit of your actual frustration. Whatever that is frustrating you in this season, whatever that is frustrating you right now, whatever that is not going your way right now, I would like you to put it on the table and audit it. It will push, it will push you back to money. Yeah. We have we have so many prayer requests here. Manga sengi tinja skesa kisa nazi pamban kesi funge sizo fige sibo nuguti es pamban no enisi pizi sineile. What is needed through money? What can be attained through money? There is a few of prayer points here. Azo puma tolu manga sektuwe apa ma prayer points a tingi mala. I few. Anga tingimal. Inga kominangini umtandazo we test. Ugutinkosi age unzam. Test me. Because I know many of my prayer requests will change overnight. Should there be this test? Ingo singitikata. Manga singitikata. Nginga vuga. Ngibe pingitandazele. Ama souls. 
Gupelu Mundi Mangabe, Ekulumangani, and don't get to Kulumangan, Gobamina, Gitabangi, the Balcon, who do us at Tuelanganga, Ipalconi, Kufanakusik of Fanelet Sasexen, Kufu, Exceptions of Fagi Palconi, Ugusabantu Bezo, Wazukala Matoli, Vangeli, Baguazu, Gutbabe name, Pilo, that are changed and transformed. Kungabe prayer request, Yamia Peppos. You anoint me for your people so that by the time somebody comes and they are sick, let there be no sickness that can stand before me. But if I am busy praying for, for bread and for school fees and for car and for house, when am I going to get to a place of saying, Lord, give me power that is going to cause you to be known in the areas where you have placed me? When do I get there? When do I get there? Go amanje, ink inga zignia the frustration you go to kosho, u kosho ipepos. Somebody say amen. amen. Yes, even the devil himself knows if money can be in the right hands, it can facilitate a great damage in his kingdom. He knows because money facilitates, money makes things easier. Money can make the preaching of the gospel easier. We can reach more people. We can go further. We can do more if there is money. The devil himself knows you are shying away from the fact that you need money. But Satan knows that money is needed. So he will keep you in your ignorance. But then God says he forgave the times of ignorance. But now he is calling all men to repent. We also need to repent from not wanting money. Because some of us, it is because of a coping mechanism that we don't want money. That is why you are offended when, my, when, when, when we speak about money. But I don't know about you. In fact, small talk. best interested heart. In fact, why? Because you, you, you think you don't need it. You need it. But in, as I said, some of us, it's because of the coping mechanism. But may God change that status quo right now. In the name of Jesus Christ. Because we want to cope. I always make an example to say, when you, when you, when you give a child that uh, uh, could not afford ice cream for a while, they say you ice cream mumbi. I go to ice cream mumbi. Wonku muntu ya wazo ice cream tumnandi. O ice cream tu ya wia gan go ba une choice yoku angufu nimshape yamone diet or whatever or whatever reason. But when there is no good, okay, no, I'm not having ice cream or I'm good hand to sugar. I'm going to go to ice cream. I'm not. But when there is a coping mechanism, also you build it. Utu ice cream mumbi. So that in case you have shown it, it's your yaku. But anguazuk afford to ice cream. So we are here, calend and gone to an assentless when Nasamoyan Nasam Zimbena gone a gonke on Gasakfunu ice cream. Utu ice cream on Nandi Vele Vele. Anyway, what's so good about it? Same with money. Moba Eco City Vele Minang writes and Gifun Minangi writes. Gerights mina ginge yasinje footing empela yabona nje abantu abahlezi bekhuluma ngemali ngaso sonke isikhathi abantu nje obangeke basibawubona umbuso wezulu Coping mechanism age uyehlise uyithathu uyilahle kude Ithathu uyilahle kude uthi I want to feel the fact that I don't have money so that I can go to God who wants me to live a good life that is facilitated by money so that I can go to God and say, Lord, you want me to live a good life. And here on earth, where you have placed me as your citizen, as the citizen of your kingdom, money is needed. So that you can go to God. And then God will cause you to see, cause your eyes to open so that you can be able um, to, to, to use the systems of the kingdom of God 
for your advantage. Somebody say amen. amen. Listen to what the Bible says in the book of Ecclesiastes 10 verse 19. It says, but money answers everything. Money answers Money answers. Money answers. Also in the book of Ecclesiastes 7, verse number 12, it says, For wisdom is a defense as money is a defense. Wisdom is a defense as money is a defense. Money can defend you from things. Money can defend you from things that you can't defend yourself from. Somebody say amen. The Bible gave Bazalone is not against money. God is not against money. God wants you to have money, but God does not want money to have you. The Bible is not against money, but the Bible is against the love of money. The only thing that the Bible is against, in as far as money is concerned, is an unhealthy relationship with money. God does not want us to have an unhealthy relationship with money. What is an unhealthy relationship with money? It is when money dictates to you whether the the abundance of it or the the lack of it. Because money can control you in two ways. Money can control you when it's not there and money can control you when it's there. If you don't believe me, ask people who don't come to church when they are paid. I guess, cool man. Money speaks and money says, no, don't go to church, go to the mall. Money speaks and says, no, don't go to church, take the kids out. But if money was not there, you were not going to go to where you were going to be at church and you were going to sit down and praise the Lord and say, you are worthy of all of my praise. God would have gotten uh, some praise from you. Had money was not in the equation. But sometimes with an unhealthy relationship with money, money sends you to places where you wouldn't go under normal circumstances. Somebody say amen. Amen. And the lack thereof can also cause you to be a bad person. A lack thereof can cause you to be stingy. Because many people think it's people who have it who are stingy. You have not seen someone who don't have Money can dictate to you how generous you can be in giving when you don't have. If you don't believe me, check the, 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 the scriptures where the woman that was giving her last, Jesus said she has given the best. So the best is, is in proportion of what is left. So when you can say, I can't afford to give, but Jesus is looking at what is left. There are people who have a very unhealthy relationship with money in such a way that when there is a hundred times, even if the Holy Spirit can talk, how, I don't know how loud the Holy Spirit can be to say, listen, here is a principle. I want you to practice it so that you can come out of the situation you are in. No, they hold on to their money. Unhealthy relationship. Unhealthy relationship. Unhealthy relationship is when money tells you that you are the alpha and the omega. Even your wife is nothing. Even your parents are nothing. Even your pastors are nothing. nothing. I am saving you from you. It tests to destruction. I get amen. It's not even the beginning of prosperity. 
Shiage is second level of continuing to prosper. And again, we born at that level or until you become very prosperous. And we born and we smell and we smell. Why? Because you have an unhealthy relationship with money. Imali dictates to you instead of you dictating to money. Utolumundu, nunkulunkulu kobolwaki. Agasa to me say in Gentilla. All of a sudden, Manga said, Lift up your hands and bless the Lord. Come on, lift up your hands. Why must I lift up my hands? You are saying in your heart. You are not saying to us, but you are saying in your heart, Why? I'm okay. Bad relationship with money. Thinking that money is everything. Bad relationship with money. Thinking that when you have money, you have the world. Bad relationship with money. That's what God is against. That's what the Bible is against. It is against money having us, but not us having money. The Bible is only against the relationship, the, the kind of a relationship that we have with money. Our relationship with money must not be unhealthy. We, we must not be the ones who are determined. Why? Because Recently, Today, under the sound of my voice, there is a healing that is going around in the room. Healing unhealthy relationships with money. We are going to be consistent in who we are in Christ, whether living in plenty or living in want. Because we know that even the want is not forever. Because God wants us to live a good life and he wants us to fulfill his purpose for our lives. Somebody say amen. amen. Content for an, a healthy relationship with money. The presence of it or the absence of it. Have a good relationship. What a good father. Why? 
Unhealthy relationship with money. Because of the lack of it. May God heal us. Whether living in plenty or living in want. May we be consistent so that God can trust us with more. That's the way God will trust us with more when we correct our relationship with money. When we have a healthy relationship with money. Audit yourself. Be true to yourself. What is my relationship with money? Is it healthy or unhealthy? Until a toll increase. I feel until Unkulunkulam elevate and you must declare Simmezella in next level. Unkulunkulang and Bellam Tatam Posagion. A figure gion not our gag. Imalinga, lo and behold, you will, you will be stagnant even in that level. And unfortunately, you will think you are comfortable until God opens for you in heaven. What is it that He had in store for you? Ngaba Uzanguzu be complacent. Gabe, you had a healthy relationship with money. Somebody say amen. amen. Now, as I said earlier on, there are matters. Money matters to us with that we need to have it. But also there are matters that are very critical. That we must address as the children of God. These matters must be clear to every believer in as far as money is concerned. And if you want God to trust you with more, you must pay attention to these matters and make sure that you practice them and God is going to elevate you and you will definitely have a healthy relationship with money and God will entrust you with a lot. God will entrust you with more. Somebody say more. more. Come on, somebody say more. So it is critical that we pay attention to these matters. Number one, God is our source. God is the source of our wealth. God is the one who gives us wealth and riches. Please pay good attention to this teaching and go home and practice it. Ask God for grace. Ask God to give you the grace to be able to do all of these things and address them accordingly in your life. And I promise you, you will realize the greatest potential ever that God has placed upon your life. So number one, remember that God is the source of your wealth and your riches. God is the source of wealth and riches. The parable said that the master gave them money. So no matter what happens and no matter what you find yourself doing, no matter where you find yourself financially, finding yourself financially able, financially stable, you need to realize that God is your source. Even if you are still just believing him for money, know that he is the source because money belongs to God. The Bible says in the book of Haggai, chapter number two, verse number eight, it says, silver is mine and the gold is is mine, says the Lord of hosts. Also in the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter number six, verse number two, the Bible says, amen, to whom God has given riches and wealth and honor. So there is a way in the kingdom of God that God can give riches and wealth to a man. And I pray that you may be the candidate this morning, that God can give you wealth and riches. It says, amen, that God has given riches and wealth and honor. So, 
Riches and wealth can be given by God. And may God give it to us. In John chapter number 3, verse, I said, may God give it to us. I pray that God gives it to you. So in other words, as Mfundis taught that it is a gift, it can be a gift. It can be given by God. And anything that can be given can be rejected. So it means that even when God wants to give you, and while God is just hinting to you that I want to give you wealth and riches, I want you to be that, that kind of a man that the Bible is talking about who's given by God wealth and riches. But then you change all of a sudden. And you think you are the source. You think it is because of your hard work. You think it is because of your connections. You think it is because of your certificates. You think it is because of uh, 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 your, your degree. It's because of your intellect. It's because of your intellectual capacity. It's because of your, your English, maybe. It's because of how you actually spoke to the people in the boardroom. Only to find that you have now dethroned God from being the source of what you are getting. So it is important that we understand that it is a gift that comes from God. It is God who gives a man wealth and riches. He says, silver and gold belongs to me. It belongs to him. He is just giving us stewardship over that portion that is alluded to us. Somebody say amen. amen. Hallelujah. God is what? Is the source. God is the source. Number two, you need to understand that God is the one who empowers us. God is the one who causes us to be able to generate wealth. This is how he gives us the riches and the wealth that we are talking about. He empowers us. He causes us to be able to have intellectual capacity that will bring about increase in our lives. He is the one who gives us the brains to be able to go and study. So in case you thought your career that is giving you money is because of your brains, guess who has given you the brains? He is the one who has empowered you. It is God who has empowered you to have the strength to go and work every morning. It is God who has given you the strength to be able to have good ideas when it comes to business. It is not because of your hands. It is not, there are many people, there are many others who have hands, but they don't do what you do. It is God who has empowered you. Deuteronomy chapter number eight, verse number 18, the Bible says, and you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the power to get wealth. So any kind of power that you have to get wealth, it comes from God. Somebody say amen. amen. Also in the book of Psalm chapter number one, verse number one, the Bible says, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. Verse number three says, he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of waters that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. Why? Because God empowers that man. Because God does what? Empowers that man. Number three, we must remember that God is in control, and God must remain in control. Whether we are in plenty or we are in want in our, on our way to plenty, we must remember that God is in control. Do not let money be your God. Do not let money be a God over you. Allow God to take the steering wheel again in your life. Don't allow money to tell you what to do, when to do it, and how to do it. In fact, you must let money be your slave, but do not be the slave of your money. That is why when you find people who do not let God be in control when they increase in life, when they start to do well in life, when God begins to prosper them in life, when God begins to give them money, they forget that it matters who is in control. 
It matters who is in control because money can drive you to self-destruct. Money can cause you to even as much as you have it in your pocket, but you can self-destruct and, and, and destroy everything else around you. Money can cause you to destroy your marriage. Money can cause you to destroy your family. Money can cause you to destroy your own life. Other people were not going to be in the grave by now, but money drove them to the grave. Why? They forgot that there's still someone who is supposed to be in control over their lives. We cannot be able to control our lives, especially if we are empowered financially. So it is important to put back God in his rightful place and let him be in control. Somebody say amen. amen. Look at what the Bible says um, in the book of Luke chapter number 16, verse number 13. It says, no servant can serve two masters. For either he will hate the one and love the other. Or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. It is impossible. So in other words, you must decide. While we are contending for the next level financially, we must decide that God is in control of my life. And he is my God. There is no any other. Money is not my God. Somebody say amen. Psalm chapter number 62, verse number 10, the Bible says, if riches increase, do not set your heart on them. The Bible is advising us. This is a very good advice. It says, when riches increase, do not set your heart on them. I told you a story before, but for those who maybe have not heard this story, one day, a very wealthy man said to us, the key, when you begin to have money, is to ignore it. That's the key. That's the key. Ignore it. Do not, in other words, do not say, it says that he did not know he was quoting a scripture. In other words, do not set your heart on it. Know that it is there to facilitate the good life that God wants me to live and to facilitate the fulfillment of the purpose of God in my life. Somebody say amen. amen. But it must not be in control of my life. And then, number four, wisdom. When God gives us increase in our lives, we need to make sure that we obtain wisdom. God gives us what? Financial wisdom. Ecclesiastes chapter number seven, verse number 11 and verse number 12 in the message translation, it says, wisdom is better when it's paired with money. Especially if you can get both while you are still alive. Double protection. Wisdom and wealth. Plus this bonus. Wisdom energizes its owner. So in other words, this verse, paraphrasing it, putting it in my own words, I would say you must be energized to fulfill your purpose. You must be energized to live a good life. And enjoy the good life that God wants you to live. However, for you to be energized to enjoy all of that, you must obtain wisdom. You must have financial wisdom. And you must make sure that you pair your wisdom with your wealth. Don't just contend for wealth and leave wisdom behind. Because the Bible says double defense. Because the Bible says in another place, that a poor man's wisdom is despised. So in other words, when you put a wise man here who is poor, no one will listen to that wise man. Why? Because he is poor. But uh, you put a foolish man who is rich, everyone will listen to that man. Some of them will listen to that man to their own destruction. Why? Because they think because he has money, he is telling something that is wise. But when you pair these two, you will have impact in life. You will go further in life. Double defense, wisdom, and wealth. So God wants to give us financial wisdom, how we govern 
our finances, how we use our money. God wants us to be wise in that regard. Jesus Christ taught a lot about money. In the book of Luke, chapter number 16, verse number 8, it's that uh, the master dealt with the, with the one who did not um, multiply what he was given. Okay, let's go because of time. It's okay. You will read it at home because it's long together. Number five, God wants us to increase. God does not want us to only know that he is the source. God does not only want us to know that he is the one who empowers us. God does not only want us to bring him back into control. God does not only want us to be wise in as far as our finances are concerned, but he wants us to know that he is the God of increase. He wants us to know that he is the one who brings about increase. That is why in the scripture that we read, in the parable that we, that we read, he gave them minors for the purposes of increase so that they can put the money to work, so that they can know that this money is not supposed to be just as it is, but it must multiply. That is why we said we are ready for the next level. And the next level means multiplication. It means increase. Somebody say amen. So God, it is God who wants us to increase. It is God who wants us to go to the next level financially. It is God who wants us to advance financially because he wants us to increase. The Bible says increase does not come from the north nor from the west, but it comes from above. It comes from God himself. So when we are contending for increase in our lives, it is not something that is not biblical, but it is very much biblical because God does not want us to sit in the same level all the time, but God wants us to increase. God wants us to multiply. So even in as far as our finances are concerned, God wants us to experience increase. Somebody shout increase. In the book of Deuteronomy, chapter number 28, verse number 8, the Bible says the Lord will command the blessing. Somebody say the blessing. Come on, somebody say the blessing. Somebody one more time say the blessing. That is Deuteronomy 28, verse number 8. Listen very carefully. I am closing. We want increase. I don't know about you, I want increase. I don't know about you, I want God to increase my finances. I want God to increase me. I want God to help me, to empower me, to be in control in my life, to give me wisdom, to be able to increase that which he has given me. No matter how small it is that God has given you in your own eyes, but if it goes through and is tested, in all of these five matters of money, I promise you at the end you will see increase. When you let it and expose it to God and expose it and expose it to God and say, Lord, because I am a steward of your kingdom, anything and everything that has got to do with money in your kingdom, I am willing to do so that I can be able to experience the increase that you want me to experience. Somebody say amen. God is our source. God is the one who empowers us. He gives us the power to make wealth. And he is the one who is supposed to be in control. Even when the increase comes, he is supposed to also give us the wisdom. We must pray because the Bible says, is anyone who lacks wisdom amongst you, they must pray and ask God for wisdom. The Bible says he gives liberally. So in other words, if we lack wisdom, we can go to God and ask him, Lord, give me financial wisdom so that I can be able to be, to, to be a, the person who is doing everything according to the system of your kingdom. Somebody say amen. amen. I love this scripture. I'm closing. Listen to it very carefully. It says, the Lord, so it's not yourself. It's not your job. It's not your business, but it is the Lord. The one we said, he is able to increase us. The Lord that we said, he wants us to live a good life. The Lord that we said, he wants us to have money to facilitate the fulfillment of his purpose over our lives. 
It is that Lord who commands the blessing. Somebody say on you. Somebody say on you. Somebody say on me. So it says the Lord will command the blessing on you in your storehouse. In your storehouses, actually. Not a storehouse. In your storehouses. And in all to which you set your hand. And he will bless you in the land which the Lord your God is giving you. Listen to this as we go home. God wants us to increase. How do we increase? We increase where we store. We increase in our bank accounts. We increase in our pockets. We increase in our storehouses. Right? That's where we realize that God has indeed increased us. We increase in our storehouses. We increase in our businesses. We increase in our careers. We increase in the work of our hands. We increase in everything that our hands find to do. We increase in those things. But the Bible says the Lord does not command the blessing in those things. The Lord commands the blessing on me. Somebody say on me. The Lord commands the blessing on me that will affect my storehouses. That will affect the work of my hands. So in other words, if the works of my hands are not producing the results that are of a testament that I am increasing, I must check what's on me. If the storehouses that I have don't show a blessing in them, I must check the quality of what's on me. The Bible says it is the Lord who commands the blessing on you into the storehouse. So let's put it so sugar peswako. See kuma storehouses ako. See M7s in wako. See a business in Lako. So when a manga was opera, a cooler must do houses, Nesinto, or Zens and Gazanta Zako, and neglect what is supposed to be on you. You are going to compromise what will be sent into your storehouses. God wants us to increase, but He commands what's on you to go and work in. Your storehouses. So what am I going, what am I supposed to contend for? I must contend for a blessing on me. The blessing of the Lord that makes rich and adds no sorrow. Where the Bible says, bring all your tithes and your offerings into the storehouse that I may command a blessing, a blessing, not blessings, a blessing that you will have no room enough to contain. So in other words, it is the blessing on you. That produces blessings. So what's on you will speak to your storehouse. What's on you will speak. What is a storehouse? A storehouse is where you store. So your bank account is your storehouse. Your pockets, your storehouse. Your house, your storehouse. Your mantras, your storehouse. But it is what is on you. That will be commanded by God. So you are saying, Lord, you are not giving me increase in my storehouses. God has got nothing to work with. There's nothing on you. This is how we will get the increase we want, the increase we were singing about, 
This is how we will get it. God is the source. He is the one who empowers us. He must be in control. We must have wisdom. And we must know that he wants us to increase. We must be able to increase. And this is how we increase. The Lord will command the blessing on you in your storehouses. The Lord will command the blessing on you in your storehouses. The Lord will command the blessing on you in your storehouses. So in proportion to how big, how massive, how heavy is the blessing on you will determine the increase in your storehouses. It says the Lord will command the blessing on you in your storehouses and in all to which you set your hand. Everything that you touch can increase if you can give God something to work with. What does God work with? The blessing that is on you. And God can put it on us this morning. God can put it on us as we decide that Lord, you are my source. All along I didn't know that there are matters that are critical in the kingdom of God when it comes to money. All I knew was that I needed, but I didn't know that there are matters that are critical when it comes to money. I didn't know that I was supposed to make sure that I recognize you as the source, that I recognize you as the one who empowers me to make wealth, to gain riches, that I need to put you back on the steering wheel of my life and of my finances and of my everything. Everything that you have given me, be in control. That God, you are the one who is able to give me wisdom so that I can govern my finances with great wisdom. That I may defend myself with wisdom. That I may be able to be financially sound and wise so that I can be able to increase. Because promotion does not come from the east not from the West, but it comes from above. Thank you once again for listening to the message today. We trust that you were blessed by it. Please do subscribe to our podcast to receive new messages every week. Thank you very much and keep on building.